big rocks and all that sort of thing. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello. <laughs> oh my God. Is there anybody there? I can't find the thing. <laughs> I can't turn it off. Hello. Oh, d- Why won't it end? Just press stop. You. I, c- I can't find clown. it. Clown. Oh, shit. Okay. Oh no. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Ha ha. Oh no. That's us. Oh here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Ha ha. That was scary. Right. Wasn't it? That was, yeah. Were you was, scared? It was seamless as well. <laughs> Welcome, welcome to a dark and haunting episode of the Mick Wall Pod, a special Halloween. Halloween edition. Of <laughs> the Mick Wall Pod, starring Count Dracula, Johnny James Vampira. Wow. Hi, John. That was good. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you got into it. Towards the end there, it got better. (laughs) Well, it's our scary Halloween episode. For those of you out there already terrified, uh, it's going to get worse. It's going to get much worse. It's going to get very scary. So, John. Yes. in, In rock and metal terms, when we're talking Halloween, and I don't mean the band Halloween. No, I think I mean yeah. Halloween. Yeah. I mean witches and wizards and black cats. Yeah. And broomsticks. Huh? Huh? It's all right, John. Tre- he's trembling. He's he's all upset. <laughs> it's, it's okay. John. You, yeah. You'll be all right. Yeah. So listen, why don't you kick us off with, um, you know, where shall we begin? Oh, I don't know. Where we? Okay, well, let's start with. Uh, I'll tell. You, I was playing the other day, which is pretty good. It, it like because it's the the month of October, isn't it? It's when all of the all of the uh, podcasts are about ghosts and the oh, supernatural really? and the occult. So I've been listening to a few of those. Have you? I listened to Unexplained, which is great. I've listened to that for a long time. It's a very good pod. Is it, is it a scary pod? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, a, it's, it's about things that are unexplained, Mick. Right. Yeah. And uh, also... Like Axel's hair. Yeah, yeah, things like that. And and Uncanny, that's another one that's good. Uncanny. Yeah, which has just become one of those pods that's just become a TV show and a live show. Do, did you think that could happen to us, John? Well, I'm sure it could, yeah. I'm, I'm sure yeah. we could be... A, it'd yeah. just be a great... I'm sure it's something you talk about endlessly. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, no. I don't know what you mean. So no. anyway, go on. You were so was it, and and uh, it struck me. Yeah. Uh, I should listen to listen to a band I used to really like back in the day. Called called Demon. <sighs> Do you remember Demon? Vaguely, they were from Stoke on Trent. Ah, I see. That's a, ev- that's that's an yeah, evil path. The nexus of, the of evil. It is Stoke on Trent. Gateway to hell. Exactly, and I remember their first album. Which was called Night of the Demon. Oh, and it had a had like a cover of a. I do remember this. A yeah. grave being ripped open with hands pulling entrails. I mean, it was just right up my street as yeah. a kid. And yeah. Malcolm reviewed it in Malcolm Dome. Yeah, well, he was evil. He was. I mean, he yeah. what we used to yeah. call him Doctor Evil. But you see, they, what they did was a kind of hedge their bets in that they did. Side one was like super evil and was Night of the <laughs> Demon. And the other side was just like regular rock stuff. Oh by, by the time they got to their second album, which is called The Unexpected Guest, I find that there are parts of that album that are genuinely unnerving. 
Really? Particularly at the start, they do this kind of um, backwards played intro track where they're just all chanting, rise, rise, <laughs> rise, rise. And it's quite, it's, it's quite atmospheric. It's pretty good. And, uh, and then they go into the sort of... Uh, it's, by this point, they've t- taken on notions of the occult. And you know they're all about take your place in the circle, you know, mm. join hands. Mm. And, yeah, you summon things. and You mm. summon this mystical, arcane The word knowledge. is you invoke. Invo- exactly, you the invoke. invocation. The invocation. And there are all those sorts of things going on in The Unexpected Guest, which is a terrific album. So I was playing a bit of that. It made me think, I did interview Demon. And, uh, you interviewed Demon? Yeah, and they told one great story, which because we obviously went on to the subject. And they said when they recorded, uh, I think it was Night of the Demon especially, like lots of strange things happened in the studio. And, you know, it was all that kind of thing. Which They, they were pretty straightforward blokes down the line from Stoke-on-Trent. Singer was a guy called Dave Hill. And the guitarist was a bloke called Dave. Matt. Haunted, Dave Haunted, Hill. Hill, yeah. How, haunted house on the yeah, that yeah. was him, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and the, the guitarist was a guy called Mal Spooner who did the unexpected guest, and then he died quite young. He wasn't a wasn't a particularly sort of well guy. But here comes the story. Right? Hang on, hang so, on. He he died. Yeah, not in but was still in the band. Yeah, right. Yeah, still. He playing. was reborn as Dracul. Dracul. So anyway, here's the story. So they they, make, they do these first few albums. Don't they get a bit of attention? But they don't really make it, make it. If you know what I mean. Like and basically, they don't make. They it. don't make. Yeah, it. yeah. That's they what you actually. It. But they're still going. They still got fans, you know. Um, so they can still tour and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Tour. It's not, yeah, it's not like they're finished. It's just like they're not a really. Uh, big and do band they play like graveyards? And it will. upside down. Crosses. Here's the thing. So, like, probably. I mean, five or six albums, literally on from the unexpected guest. Um, but by this time, I've joined Kerrang! I'm doing an interview with David. I went to Stoke on Trent. Went to it was a place called Stone, which is out. It's in the Peak Stone. District. It's in the Peak Stone. District. Yeah, like, Everybody knows that is the Stone of the Devil. Well, there you go. That's where we the went. Devil's where, Stone. You know, who I went with. I will tell you, who I went with. God. Hey, up, matey McTaggart. Oh, Steve no. McTaggart, yeah. Hold up. Hold up. All yeah. right, mate. Yeah. Him. Yeah, yes. him, yeah. Me and McTaggart went. Remember he used to manage a band? Tarazara. Oh, Tarazara! Because it took about, you know, can you imagine how long it took to get to Stone in the car? <laughs> All the way, McTaggart's like, Tarazara! <laughs> Whatever the bloke was called in Tarazara, I can't remember his name now. But anyway, we get to Stone and we do. Stone. They, done this was album. it like a stone circle? Yeah, it was. And that's where we stood, and it was like. Yeah, Were they in super, cloaks, yeah, figures? Yeah, they lifted there. Yeah. Oh, it was very spooky. Any birds? No. No. No, it's, no, it's not like the kind of Hammer horror films where you've got yeah. Britt Eklund dancing yeah. around naked. No Britt Eklund? No, nothing like no that. No Britt Eklund in Stoke on Trent. Sadly. Who'd no. have thought? Yeah, who would I don't have believe that. So uh, they've done this album, and Dave Hill starts telling this story, and it. It was basically that um, the album Breakout had a drawing on the front of it, and it was of a scrapyard. You know, like when they used to stack cars one on oh, top yes. of each other. Yes, the haunted yeah. scrap. And there was a kid in front of it, but it was a line drawing. You know, right. it wasn't a photograph or anything like right. that. But it was a he'd drawing. done he'd done a photo session, and in my head, the photo session with, was with Ray Palmer. I don't know if that's absolutely right or not. In my head, it was with Ray, but they. The reason I think it was probably raised, they said, let's go to a scrapyard and 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 do, you know. So they find this tower of cars to do the photos in. And they said to David... It, like, was it next door to a pub? No, it was next door it, to a graveyard. Ah, because it was <laughs> a pub, know. that'd be raised, I don't it? know, yeah, probably would. I know this wonderful place. It's yeah. right next yeah, door yeah. to a pub. So uh, whoever it was, whether it was Ray or whoever, said to Dave, right, why don't you climb up into the top? Top Tower. of the car stack, you know. Oh. So Dave's like, all right, do it. So he, so he climbs up there, climbs into the top car, gets in it, and they, they do the photos. When he comes down, like Dave Hill is white as a ghost, you know. He's like, fuck, what? Is this the one who died? No, no, no. This oh, is, but don't jump oh, in, oh, just oh, listen oh, to the story. Yeah, so Dave Hill comes down, and he, he's clutching in his hand a little medicine bottle you know the sort of um, bottle that you have tablets in 
Yes, yes. And he looked at the label, and bearing in mind this is sort of seven or eight years after Mal Spooner had died, right? looks at the label on these tablets, and they are Mal Spooner's tablets. And the car he'd climbed into was Mal's old car. Fucking hell. What about that? Whoa. That was spooky. That was very spooky. That was very spooky. Very, very spooky. And they had lots of stories like that about things that had happened to them, you know, when they were making these records. Right, right. Yeah. Well, I I struggled to top that one, John, but... um, uh, well, you um, you knew the you know the grand majors of them all, <laughs> Mr. Page, Mr. Jimmy Page. I mean, it's his time of year. He's going around in his <laughs> bloody cloak and all the rest of it. Isn't he? he is covering the country from uh, what's that terrible restaurant he likes going to? The cheap one, Nando's. Did he go to Nando's? There was a Jimmy great, Page goes to Nando's. There was a fantastic picture of him leaving Nando's. <laughs> With his new girlfriend, yeah, old enough to be his great granddaughter, <laughs> um, a few years back, and it was just making fun, saying, "Yeah, Jimmy knows he got to the treat famous, a girl right." It's like all the Nando's when it came out was massive with the England cricket team, and they were all obsessed with getting this Nando's black loyalty card that they used to give to um, <laughs> famous patrons, and it basically meant you just got it for free. You just go really? to Nando's for nothing. Oh, yeah, a that's black, different. That's black different. royalty I'd card. I'd give that yeah. a go. Well, I wonder if Pagey's got one. I bet he has. Bet he has. He's, he's fucking straight in tight there. with straight, my, He's straight, straight in, in there, mate. Yeah, black card. I'll have, the, I'll have the extra fries. Meets a nice new bird. He's yeah. like, I, I know where to take you. I'll take, take, you, to you. I'll take yeah. you to dinner. Somewhere nice. Choose whatever you want. Off the menu. Yeah. And they have the great sauces in the bowls. Yeah, well, you choose how hot you want it, don't you? You can have hot, yeah. very hot, and uh, very, very hot. Yeah, exactly. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Doc McGee took me to a fabulous... Did I tell you this story? Uh, like a, a genuine chicken shack when we right. were in Nashville about you know midnight or something. Because everything in Nashville just closes at 10. Yeah. This is before lockdown. But you find these places, and it's kind of like an outdoor... Oh, it's like a, yeah. Yeah. a chicken mainly, shack. Well, mainly, they show you crawdads and things Absolutely. Like yeah. Well, that's mainly black and, uh, and me and Doc. And, uh, and they do three kinds. <laughs> they do... It's just chicken, right? Yeah. They do hot. <laughs> Which, knowing that area of the American... <laughs> Will would, be... Is, it'd be red hot, as hot as you could ever eat. Insanely yeah, hot. Yeah. Like, evil That's hot. the hot. That's the hot. That's the hot. Then there's very, very <laughs> hot... Which they don't recommend. They don't even. Yeah. They want. They go, we don't recommend yeah. it. So don't now even you look want at it. it. Don't even look at it. Hot, very, very hot, and shut the cluck up. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that brilliant? Yeah. I'm going to dog. I want the oh, shut. Sh- yeah, I want yeah. the shut. Yeah. No, you don't. Listen, Mick. The last time we had a guest at the house that had shut the cluck up, it was this guy, uh, Alfredo de Fonsaluni, You know, <laughs> and he goes, he likes his hot food. You know, he's used to it. He said, but we came here late at night after a few drinks. He got shot, shut the clock up. I just got hot. That's really <laughs> fucking hot. He said, I came down about five in the morning and he was still in the dining room. <laughs> pouring with sweat. Literally. And he goes to the doc, I think I need to go to the emergency room. <laughs> Okay, I gotta try it. Yeah. Yes, no, Mick, no, trust me. You don't want, you don't to. want to try that. So yeah. but I got they were doing t shirts, I got one saying shut the clock up. Excellent. Very good. Oh yeah. yeah. Very good. So back to horror. Yeah. I once The Magus uh, is coming out of Nando's. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Jimmy, I mean uh, the difference yeah. between Jimmy, say and a cradle of filth. Yeah. You know, twenty years ago they presented themselves as the authentic yeah. base yeah. of Which they were. Which they were. Um, Jimmy never did anything obvious like that because you don't if you're the real thing, you know. Yeah. Um, but when I first knew him, he took me to his house in Windsor. I think he's gone from there now. I think this was the house Bonzo died in because um, it was only about seven or eight years later. Hang on, he kept the house that John Bonham died beautiful in. House, beautiful house. But what- didn't John Bonham like die in a swimming pool or something? No, no, no. He he um, 
They were rehearsing for an American tour. Just exploded. It would be their first American tour uh, since 77 when they had to leave after the big thing with Bill Graham and nearly killing the security guard and then Plant's boy died. And it was just a fucking nightmare. That was 77. And this is going to be their first time back in America since then. And Bonham... Uh, was taking some kind of medication so he wouldn't take heroin. Right. Right. So instead he was drinking. And and the doctor, at the post-mortem, the doctor estimated he had had 32 measures of vodka, which means he'd probably had more, you know. Um, and, And they put him to bed. You know, he literally just crashed out. They put him to bed. And in the morning he was dead. Um, so, yeah, we're in that house, yeah. He said, he said, if you want to spend the night, I've got this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if you could just drink this before you go. <laughs> what is it? It's known as the... Uh, what, the yeah. what does that mean yeah. in English? It means yeah. 32 yeah. vodkas yeah. in one shot. Yeah. Um, but it was fantastic. I'm sure I've told you this before. Tell but, us again. Tell us in a spooky way. Okay. I went into this sort of lounge with him and big, two big sort of armchairs like facing a wall. And it's a big house. So it's not like, you know, you've, you've got your nose to yeah, the wall. Yeah. But essentially, you, you sit in these two big couches. There's a wall. Um, and there's some paintings on it or something. Usual stuff that you find on people's walls. And he flips open the, the uh, armrest on right, his giant right. chair. It's like Thunderbirds. He actually flipped it open. There's all these controls there. Oh, brilliant. And he presses a button, and the whole wall in front of us slides <laughs> back. Slides all wow. the way back, and out comes, like, ee, towards us, ee, the real paintings. Oh, and they're all oil on big canvases. He yeah. goes, uh, what do you make of this? And I'm looking at that. Fuck it, I've got to be honest, Jimmy, I'm a little bit freaked out. (laughs) Well, no, because, you know, I'm I'm trying to be cool. Right, yeah. Plus, in those days, I mean, I, you know, I had a skull earring and (laughs) huge skull rings and leather jacket. Yeah, but you just got those from the Great Frog. Yes. It didn't didn't make you a bloody, you know, dark magician. No, no, it didn't. But, But previous to this, he'd said to me, oh, I like your ring. And it was a. Uh, Did he say it in that voice, that sort of slightly feminine way? Yeah. Oh, I like your ring. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not quite like that, obviously, yeah. but no, he's very sensitive. Everybody bloke. loves Ace of Spades. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> he said, oh, I like your ring. He goes, uh, What do you make of this? And he showed me his ring. Oh. And it was a it was a serpent swallowing its own tail. Yeah, yeah. Done that's in like, fucking, oh, no. not a serpent swallowing its own tail, Mick. Yeah, yeah. Fucking even I knew. Yeah, yeah. even I knew. Yeah. We're we're past Iron Maiden yeah, at this point. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, and I, I I'm but I'm like cool. Because cool. yeah. <laughs> I know it's meant to mean something. Yeah, but track, I it's what... track three, but in <laughs> ring form. What do you think of it? And yeah. he's had it handmade. You can't buy it. No, you know? of course you can't. And I'm like, wow, cool. Yeah, yeah, cool. You see my bald eagle ring? <laughs> um, of course, years later, when I'm doing the Zeppelin book, 20 years later, I'm doing the Zeppelin book, I look into all this, and it's, of course, freighty, <laughs> deeper cult yeah. meaning. So next thing I'm looking, I'm, we're now at the house. That was so you've already failed the ring test. I have failed the ring test. Yeah. But we're now at the house. What do you think of this? Yeah. <laughs> and um, and uh, you know, I am not an expert in art, not in the same way I am, say, in music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a musical a musicologist. Yeah. Um, uh, but I am looking, and I've I do know a tiny bit about art, and I'm thinking, is this Hieronymus Bosch? It's one of those, yeah, you know. Yeah. And it's literally figures twisted in <laughs> torment. <laughs> In a sort of vision of yeah, hell. Yeah, it's nice. It's the sort of thing you want in your living room. <laughs> well, no, it's, it's in a concealed yeah, exactly. wall. Yeah, yeah, so you can really freak people out when you... <laughs> so I, yeah. I've got up, I'm having a good look. I'm having a really, oh, my God, you know. I said, who did these? He went, a friend. Oh, really? Yeah. He wouldn't even tell me who did it. 
Dave oh. Dickinson years later thought it might be that Dave Dave Dick- what the bloke from Antiques Roadshow no the writer Dave Dickson Dickson sorry yeah. Dave- <laughs> David Dickinson Dave. that bloke who's like yeah it was tan- yeah, I told you it was horrific yeah. it was horrific next thing he walks in goes yeah. now Jimmy yeah how much is that how much is that don't take 60 don't yeah. take 70 <laughs> So I'm going, wow, this, I said, wow, they, this is, wow, you know, yeah. incredible, you know. And uh, next thing he presses the button and the wall goes back again. And then the, the, the sliding con- wall that conceals it. He's like, come and see the garden. Oh. The garden is, you know, like. It's like the shining with all the, <laughs> all the well, animals the... made out of topiary. <laughs> Horrific. He's on the... Scenes. It's right on the river. Because that is where all serious occultists will reside, right by a river. Do they? Mm. Why is that? Well, if you were to read my Led Zeppelin book, when giants walk I don't remember any of that stuff. Well, perhaps you should revisit it, John. Mm. This Halloween, the relevant chapter, which is, uh, the chapter title is... Chapter three. Oh, not do... So mote it be. Oh, okay. Mm. So, um... So he's showing me all this. So you live by a river, yeah. What's the significance of the river? There's a, there's a, we'll be here all day with this. There's an occult, there's an occult... Meaning. Meaning. The river is important in your invocations, rituals, whatever. Um, and I was like, wow, cool. Yeah. Know, very nice. Very nice. Can I go? <laughs> <laughs> but one time... Um, so he didn't put, he didn't like lay anything heavy on you at that stage. He was just sort of testing you out. Oh, yeah, honestly, I, I looked back and I thought, you fucking idiot. You really blew it. Here was your yeah. invitation yeah. to the dark stuff. And what did you come up with? Cool. Yeah. What did Dixon make of it? Because he was a... Oh, yeah, he said it, he it know, might he be... Um, Paige had a friend who was an artist who he thinks drew uh, on the bag in Led Zeppelin for the original record. There's that picture of the... Of oh, the hermit, yeah, yeah, yeah. with holding the light, hermit. yeah, yeah. Um, he, he thinks it might have been that guy, but, oh. but this was really thick oil on paint. It looked, yeah. it looked old, yeah. Looked, you know, not not of this. I wonder section. if it's still there. Wow, I don't think. Uh, Imagine the bloke doing the survey. <laughs> well, he the house he moved to. Estate agents' details: charming period. <laughs> Living room with wall that draws back to reveal horrific imagery of writhing bodies. Brackets, probably a cult in meaning. <laughs> Note the adjacent river yeah, and the yeah. small temple. Perfect for rituals yeah. and invocations. Sacrifice. Yeah. Um, years later, he moved to another place, even bigger. And I went there once for something or other. And he was having not a uh, sort of a discussion with his wife, and it was some you know high end magazine wanted to come round and photograph the place because it was you know I don't yeah. think it was a listed building but one of those. Yeah. And Jimmy didn't want them to come in because he didn't want them to take pictures that would show in the background the paintings. He's oh got. right, because apparently that's how art thieves do a lot of their stuff. Oh yeah, a lot of case in the joint. Yeah, by seeing yeah. You know, oh uh, at home with yeah. Know. But um, no, I think Jimmy was one hundred percent for real. Yeah, he used to talk to me about various brotherhoods he belonged to. Wow. Yeah. Um, a funny time though was. Over 20 years ago now on Classic Rock magazine, for Halloween, I commissioned a special occult issue. Right, yeah, good idea. And on the cover was Cradle of Filth. Right. And I went to Danny Filth's house. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. To grill him. In fact, that wasn't... That didn't end up in Classic Rock. I, I did that, I think, for... Not Loaded, but one of those magazines. Anyway, um... I'm uh, guessing that Danny Filth didn't have a grade two listed, uh, you know, pad by the river in Windsor. No, he lived in Colchester. <laughs> he lived in Colchester in a very nice, um, it's not even a semi, it was a terrace, terrace housing. Nice. Very. I mean, Colchester is really very um, nice, you know. But yeah, yeah. So we went to the pub and mm. I was determined to absolutely pin him down on, 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. How evil are you? Yeah. Are you an adept? Yeah. And of course he's not. You know, it's a bit of a fucking waste of time. He did say in the studio, we draw chalk and we all stand in the circle and all that stuff. But why if you're not, if you don't know what it means? Yes. Well, he's just pretending, I guess. Yeah. But his name was Danny Filth. Yeah. So I think that's that yeah. says something. It says it all. Jimmy Page should change his name to Jimmy Filth. <laughs> that should make him a bit more evil. Yeah. Well, he has a... Well, I, I can tell you because it won't go any further. No. But um, Jimmy does have a secret identity. Does he? Well, if he wants to be out and about... Oh, I see. If he wants to just not be Jimmy Page. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's... he's uh, some people might call it a costume. Right, yeah. Uh, but not to Jimmy. Yeah. This is when he wants to go to Nando's unrecognised. Well, he, <laughs> he he likes to go to Nando's after yeah. dark and uh, he just leaves the name Mr. Filth. Yeah. yeah. I know it's him. <laughs> Mr. Crowley. That'd be Shall this. I tell you what Geezer Butler told me about how uh, Black Sabbath came about? Yes, please. The do. reason it was, you know, well, he was saying in the late sixties, as so many young people were back then and now, but especially then, uh, you know, really into sci-fi, really yeah. into rock, yeah, really into the occult. Uh, and he was like, "I used to buy all these pamphlets." Um, this is Geezer talking. Now, Geezer was the lyricist. Of Black yes, Black. he was. Yeah, the so he was the one that did all the reading. And he used to go to this shop in Notting Hill Gate called Middle Earth, which I remember as a young teenager was like hippie but heavy. Yeah, really? Yeah, it wasn't like a shop in called the... Middle Earth. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't like come on yeah. in the water's fine. It was like, yeah. behold, one who yeah. has come far. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, he said, uh, and he used to have all these uh, upside down crosses and things. Oh, yeah. He said, then he was lying in bed one night. And he said, and this figure appeared at the foot of his bed, pointing at him like that. Wow. And uh, I went, really? I said, he goes, he goes, honestly, as much as I could see you now, I saw him. I said, and what was he saying? He said, just sort of warning me, you know, warning me about, you know, all that occult stuff. Really? I said, I said, how do you mean? He said, wait, he goes, he said, he basically said to me, you know, piss off. You know, right? Yeah. Stop pissing around. Just piss off. I went. Oh right. Yeah, message from the grave. Um, yeah. He said. I was. It terrified me. Yeah. He said. So the very next day, he threw out the crosses. He said he painted his flat orange because everything had been black. Right. Right. Oh. But he wrote a song about it, and the opening line was, "What is figure stands before, before me. me, figure in black." That points at me. Stop pissing about. I don't think he used that line. Yeah, wow. (laughs) You know what that is? Because going back to the podcast. uh, The the evil evil podcast. Uncanny. Uncanny. They, they, the, the kind of setup is they've got a guy who's the investigator who's telling you the story. And then he has two assistants, one of whom is a sceptic and a scientist and one of whom is a believer and an occultist. Right. Well, not an occultist, but a, a researcher into power. And they'll both offer, so you hear about a phenomenon and they'll both offer an explanation of why that might have taken place. Ah. And uh, one of the intriguing explanations, because the figure at the pointing at the bed is quite a common phenomenon. Is it? Yeah. And it is 
they think to do with sleep paralysis, which is where um, when your body goes into a dream state, an REM dream state, it actually locks down so that, you know, sometimes when you're not and you jump in your sleep, your body locks down to stop you from doing that in dreams so you don't react to your dreams. Sometimes, very rarely, you can actually wake up still in that state. Ah. Still envisioning the dream, but unable to move, which is in itself quite frightening. Yeah. Otherwise known most, as alien visitation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and one of the most common things to see when you're in that state is a figure, which is uh, quite alarming, yeah. Well, you see, uh, th- there's that explanation. And then or, there is the more plausible or, explanation. That, that is Satan yeah. at the foot of the bed, yeah. pointing at you, giving you a warning I mean, to could piss be. off. Yeah. Piss off. Could be. Like that. Yeah. Down. Down. That's what Pagey wants you to know. Sorry, what? That's what Pagey wants you to know. He wanted you to piss off, that's for sure. (laughs) I think he still does, to be honest. Um, That's why he kept phoning you up during Match of the Day, (laughs) saying he's going to put a spell on you. I think we draw as a discreet veil. Discreet veil. um, For now, anyway. But I'm just trying to think, you know, is, is... is what's the most evil music? You Do you know it's hard to say, isn't it? Because I think it's a mood thing, isn't it? You have to be in a certain space. It's like I remember when I was a kid, um, and I, and I, you know when you used to have a car but it didn't have a, a stereo in it at all. I had a right. car that didn't have a stereo at all. No, right? Didn't have a so, stereo in the house. So in the, in, the, the, the in the back, I had like a. Um, wasn't it wasn't even big enough to be a ghetto blast. A it was tape like, recorder. Yeah, portable tape Ste- well no it, it wasn't a tape but it had two speakers and you put tape in the top oh so it would, go, it would go quite loud but it Rock was box. Pre- yeah sort of precursor of those things oh yeah and quite often would be out like quite late at night oh. at, at you'd be out late at night yeah um, in we, the car in the car so i'd give people lifts or whatever and i used to quite like i i had a tape that had the unexpected guest on it the demon album <laughs> which we a couple of the guys used to hang around they we all really liked that album so we used to play it like quite loud as we're driving along at night at night later at but, night but what could happen was because it was just a tape i'd done off the, my stereo you know of the right. album high quality so, yeah. like this part. so what you could mistakenly do, because it was dark in the car, was when you were pressing play, you could actually mistakenly press down play and record, which is obviously what had happened. But I was driving along, coming home on my own. I remember the road I was on. still drive down it sometimes oh, now. What you mean is you'll never forget the no, road. never forget that road. And uh, pressing play so I could listen to Demon. You know? <laughs> As and you it's going, do. You know, it's like it's... Uh, they had this song called Don't Break the Circle, Don't Break the Circle, Don't... And you know what the circle was, obviously? Yeah. The circle yeah. that they all stand in. Yeah. And uh says so Don't Break... And then, because someone had pressed down playing, <laughs> obviously I realised this later, Don't Break the Circle just stops, and all you hear... You remember that sort of slightly static hiss you'd hear because the recording <laughs> went... So it was just like... And then you'd hear a voice. Of, there was no one else in All the right. car. But you'd hear a voice of one of my friends, who'd obviously, when it happened. Someone just, like, just speaking, you know. And it was like, I nearly drove off the bloody road. You know, like, Christ. <laughs> well, yeah. one of the scariest times for me uh, was when me and Crusher, uh, this has got to be like 84, um, Venom, the oh, yeah. mighty Venom. yeah. yeah. Known for such hits as In League with, with Satan. Satan. Great song, yeah. With the uh, chorus that goes, evil in league <laughs> with Satan. <laughs> See? Inspirational. Bob yeah. Dylan, take note. Yeah. Um, and uh, they had... Uh, there was this, you know, it's the 84. We haven't got the social media. There's, so there's always a little element of, oh, could it be true? Yeah, yeah. Um, they presented them. So they came into the Krang office, you know, Abaddon. Yeah. Kronos. Yeah. The Mant- other one. Mantas. Mantas. Yeah. And they're going, oh, shit. Because <laughs> they're quite, I yeah, mean, Kronos big yeah. geezer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and their album, The Seven Gates of Hell. Yeah. And they were going to do, they'd never toured, well, they'd probably played around, but they'd never been like an official Venom tour. And the first one, they went straight to like the Odeon. <laughs> Hammersmith Odeon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it was known that as was the, the Seventh Date of Hell. The Seventh yeah. The Seven Dates of Hell. 
and we went to the one at Hammersmith, which was supposed to be the seventh yeah. day. Turned out it was only the fifth day because two of them had been cancelled <laughs> through lack of ticket sales, right? <laughs> but they had this huge upside-down cross oh, on wow. stage, lit up by bulbs, yeah. you know, right? little bulbs all the way yeah. around. Red bulb, green bulb, red bulb. Green. And, uh, and about 10 minutes into the set, quite a few of the bulbs... <laughs> Stop working. Oh, yeah. Wow, there's a sign right there, mate. Yeah. Sign right there, you know. But no, it felt, I tell you what, it did feel Evil. different. Yeah. yeah. The energy. Yeah, the energy was different. The energy was different. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I miss Venom. Why don't they come back? They should come back. Well, I suppose they, yeah, they were always like, um, Given their due as the precursors of thrash metal, really, weren't they? Totally. They, I mean, they sound when they came out, they didn't sound like anyone or anything else. No, no. Yeah. Do you remember Bloodlust? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, it was just like that, wasn't it? Even, even evil in league with Satan. It had that kind of weird drum beat behind yeah. it, like, like, like a monk in a robe. Yeah, just, just one. Yeah, evil. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Really Evil. weird. No one Evil. else was doing that stuff. Yeah. Evil. And then, you know, Lars. Hey, Lars. He liked Venom, didn't he? <laughs> Stars. He liked Venom. Yes. Well, I've always said Metallica, you know, completely ripped off Venom. and, and, and You've that's... always said that. <laughs> <laughs> I think many of us have said yeah. that over the years, John. Yeah. Many. Yeah. Many, 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 many. Yeah. So, Halloween. I mean, I think if we accept Paige as the real the real deal. The real. Because there was all that stuff. I mean, I know it's a bit in your book, but there was all the stuff. I mean, he buys Crowley's house and all of, you know, we know. Beleskin house, house on the banks of Loch Lomond. Again, by water. I thought it was by Loch Ness. Say what? I thought it was Loch Ness. Didn't I say Loch Ness? You said Loch Lomond. Well, did I? Yeah. Sorry. I've got Loch confusion. Yeah, you have. Because there used yeah. to be a Loch Lomond music festival. Oh, did they? Okay. I think I only did it for like one year or something, two years, but we had wild horses on the bill. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, Brian Robertson, ex in Lizzie, Jimmy Bain, ex Rainbow. And uh, I was their publicity guy, and we were desperate to get them publicity. And if you knew Robbo and Jimmy, I mean, they were like walking drug casualties. <laughs> These are not guys you saw down the gym. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Robert, they would come in with bottles of brandy and whiskey and cocaine and you know they weren't they literally totter from the car to the office back to the car chauffeur driven and we said that for the Loch Lomond festival they would be flying in on the day and parachuting <laughs> from, from the plane into the backstage area of Loch yeah, Lomond. Mate. And we even said what time they were going to do it, right? It's like they were, they, were, they were low on the bill. It's like they're on stage at three, we're like at 2 p.m. sharp, yeah. Yeah. eyes to the sky. And we got in the daily record, all these, <laughs> yeah. Um, and needless to say, that didn't happen. No, no, well, clouds were too low that day. <laughs> had to pull well, we also, the same time, we also said Robbo was hoping to meet up with an old childhood friend called, you know, Rabbi McTashinosh Okdai, the dude. Yeah. You know, some made-up fucking name. Yeah. They were, because on the lock, when Robbo was a young teenager, he, he was on a boat with his mate, Robbie McDuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Robbo had fallen in, <laughs> and his mate had dived in and saved his life. Wow. And if he would come to the backstage area... Yeah. We would have passes for him. We'd bring him to Robbo because Robbo wanted to personally thank him. That's a nice story. It's a lovely story. I was reading it to Robbo. He goes, you fucking wanker. You fucking up. What's going to happen to some fucking... That's Irish, isn't it? What's going to happen if some fucking guy turns up and says, <laughs> yeah, I'm Rabbi McTakanosh. Yeah, what is going to happen? You hadn't thought that, had you? I didn't care as long as it's no. in the paper. Yeah. It's in the paper. Yeah. Dude, it's in the paper. That's my job done, you yeah, see. Yeah. So uh, why was I telling you that? There was a because we're talking about Loch Lomond and Loch Ness. Right. No, no, Loch Ness, yes. Beleskin House, it was uh, had a very, very strange history, but it got stranger after Alistair Crowley bought it. And uh, that has to be maybe the strangest venue in all of the British Isles because 
Uh, Paige had a friend who then lived there for 20-odd years as a sort of a caretaker. Oh, God. And he gave loads of interviews, right, um, right. Which, which, which all kind of rang true because he was kind of playing it down. Right. He was no, sick of No, people. I'm not fucking terrified every time <laughs> the lights go out. Yeah. It was like that. I mean, he yeah. was saying, you know, uh, you'd go in the room and all the furniture would be in the other yeah, room. Yeah, and like, yeah. He said one night he heard... Um, like this terrible sort of scratching, clawing. Not like a little dog, but like a vicious animal. Yeah. He said and all he had in his bedroom was a knife. And he sat there holding the knife, waiting for this thing to burst through the door. And it never did. Yeah. And eventually, he fucking crept out there with the knife in his hand and nothing. Jeez. Nothing. So was Pagey ever there? Or he just oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh. Paige used to say, he used to say, um, any of my friends that have spent the night at Peleskin, they always come back changed people. <laughs> yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. I mean, um, uh, that wonderful man um, who became Paige's personal collector of Crowleyana, um, he was telling me that, that the problem with Beleskin was that at one point Crowley and some others, you know, um, were doing what's known as the Abremelin ritual. <laughs> Yeah, so you don't really want them round your house doing that, you know. Me, even, me. Even, even if you're not a believer, <laughs> they said we're going to come round tonight and do the Abremelin ritual. You go, you know what? I'm I'm washing my hair tonight. Well, you know, you'd be like, you'd be like, hello, fellas. Yeah, we're going out for a drink now. Yeah, yeah. First, we thought, you know, we'll maybe do, do a ritual. quick Abremelin. Yeah, yeah ritual. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, sure. I haven't yeah. done one of those in ages. Yeah. The Bremelin ritual is one of the ultimates. It's very complicated. Right. Um, it's r- the ritual killing of the sun. And, it's, uh, it's yeah. and, um, and Timothy, this chap, Dart Smith, said to me, he goes, the problem was they were about three quarters of the way through the Bremelin. Bremelin, right. Bremelin ritual he said uh, and uh, like something can you stop saying it because i get the feeling it's like one of those things if you say it three <laughs> times it's gonna start happening a bremelin yeah. <laughs> he said they got about three quarters of the way through something happened somebody lost their shit and freaked out and ran away and so they had to kind of they just sort of it was getting out of hand, like you know. Yeah. So they curtailed it. But can you do? Should you do that? No, because you have invoked exactly. Yeah, you have invoked. You can't be messing with this. What stuff. you might call demons, yeah. um, but you haven't put them back in the box. You haven't yeah. completed the ritual. Yeah. So now they're fucking running around. Yeah. And apparently that's where they remain. That's why the house is so fucking awful because Crowley. And his uh, you mates, know. yeah. But the, can you not once you can you not do a kind of well, anti abremelin Well, something? you probably can, but but I he mean, didn't bother. Uh, what page? Yeah, I think he probably in the seventies he probably loved it. Right. Know? Yeah. You know, I mean the man once the man once said the man once said, "Did I find the dark side, or did the dark side find me?" That's what Jimmy said. But, did, but there was all that stuff about the fact that this is partly why Led Zeppelin broke up. Apart from Bonham dying, was that Plant didn't like all of that. No, 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 absolutely. But, but you know, he put up with it when they were doing Led Zeppelin 2 was the biggest album in the world, or Led Zeppelin 4, what ultimately killed it for Plant um, was uh, Page's heroin addiction. Right. Which was, uh, you know, major. I mean, m- most of the problems with junkies is they spend their whole life trying to steal or get money to buy junk. But when you're a mega millionaire and you've got a fucking bin liner full of it over there, you, you have no restrictions. There's no mm. guilt, no shame. You're just in there. And, um, of course, it, it fucked everything up because it, it will. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it isn't just the money in your teeth it fucks up. It's the universe. Heroin is evil. Um, and I think it was that. Uh, obviously, the, the the big fight in 77 when Grant's 
a boy got you know, pushed over by a security guard. So Grant and Richard Cole locked this guy in a room and gave him a good talking to. Yeah. Um, so, honestly, loads of stuff. There were people that had been thrown down mine shafts and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it got yeah. bad, really bad. Yeah. But Grant was an addict, Paige was an addict, Bottom was an addict. You know, it was just like, you don't want to be around people like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I think, I mean, um, interestingly with Paige, uh, you know, he hooked up with Kenneth Anger. In the oh, right, season. yeah, he made the, uh, was it that film he uh, made? Lucifer, Lucifer Rising. Yeah. He also, his previous movie, You're Like This, was Invocation of My Demon Son. Oh, jeez. <laughs> And in, and in Lucifer Rising, there is Jimmy Page's in Lucifer Rising. Oh, is he? I didn't know that. Yeah, he's not Bay. Uh, he's not like a hey, starring Jimmy Page. Yeah. But there's also a picture of him on the wall, and oh yeah, oh, yeah. And of course, he wrote the soundtrack, recorded yeah. the soundtrack. I have the soundtrack. Don't put it on. It's honestly, it's fucking. I'm gonna find it. Um, it's probably on the net these days. Uh, but so. Page was going to do the soundtrack for Lucifer Rising, and he let Kenneth Anger live at the Tower in London. You know, no, in Holland right. Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh, gothic, that gothic monumental masterpiece. Um, and uh, Anger did live there for a while while he was editing the movie and all the rest of it. But this was Page, honestly, so out of it on heroin and just gone mad, really, that Kenneth Anger. Who take who takes who does take it very seriously? Decides Page is like a dilettante. Oh. He, he's just a rock star druggie, and he's not taking it seriously. So um, they have this huge falling out, and um, Page throws him out. And when Page throws him out, Kenneth Anger curses Jimmy. Oh. Because that's because that's what rituals are for. They're either for they come from uh, fertility, so it's about will. It's about affecting outcomes. So every Led Zeppelin album, every Led Zeppelin event, Page did rituals to invoke a good outcome. You have to say it kind of worked. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the flip side was you could use this stuff to curse people. And there are different curses. And the curse, and I found this fascinating, that uh, anger placed on Jimmy Page, and anger was for real, okay, um, was what they call the curse of King Midas. Oh. Which turns you into a gold statue. And so you are a gold, you are made, look, a gold statue. But you're a statue, you can't move. You are stuck forever in that place. Right, and I swear to God, John, that to me is the most persuasive uh, rationale behind not plausible explanation behind why Jimmy Page really has not moved on from those days. I mean, he did the two albums as the firm. He did his solo album. He got together with Coverdale Page. Yeah. Who can forget that? All of these were purely to somehow move him one step closer to reforming Led Zeppelin. And that's where he is today. The man hasn't uh, released any newly recorded music since 1997. Right, yeah. He is King Midas. He's golden, baby, but... Wow. That's it. No more short issue. That's spooky. Would you say that's spooky, or would you say that was... <laughs> yeah, it was a bit more like that, actually, yeah. <laughs> yes, indeed. And on that bombshell, we can now wish you all... We can close the ritual. May you bob for Com- apples. Complete the circle. We're going to complete the circle. Yeah. And we leave you with this thought, this pledge, this dark wish. Always bob for your apples. Bob? 
I don't know what you're talking you about. You know, when you go in there, get the oh, apple. Oh, right. What are you talking Halloween. About That's Halloween. not Halloween, is it? Yeah, the apples in the water bobbing. When I was a kid, that was Halloween. You know, you would nearly drive. I thought Halloween's going around to people's houses, driving no, them mad for No, sweets. no, no, that's American. That only came in here, like, in the 90s. Mm. I'm talking proper Halloween. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, me and the urchins on the cobbled streets of 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 occult London. Yeah. In the 60s. Yeah. Bobbing for apples, that was all you did on Halloween. And it was horrendous, because you'd be drowning. You ever tried to get an apple out of a fucking water basin? <laughs> it's fucking impossible. It's Satan's work, is yeah. what it is. These little kids are like seven years old. Water going in their lungs and eyes. and No one ever got an apple. Man. Evil. Yes. So, uh, on that note... Goodbye. Or is it just... Farewell. Or is it just? Oh, I can't find oh, it. <laughs> Hang on. Hang on. Right. And I'll go on, John. On that note. Go on, John. Goodbye. Oh, God. Yeah. Sorry, go on, John. On that note. Goodbye. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. How do I stop this, Fern?